0: Good morning, everybody. When we uh, sort of get up to share these things, one of the main aims is to give you keys to being able to live your life successfully and me to live my life successfully. You're alive, I want to make a success of it. Uh, And we've already heard one key that Kirsten's spoken to us about, the effectiveness of prayer, And this morning, it's this. (coughs) Beat me to it. Being generous. Um, So uh, a definition of that is giving more of something than is strictly necessary or expected. Uh, And to go straight to a biblical verse that talks about this. um, Proverbs 11. Uh, This is a a memory verse for me, something I remembered uh, that that I taught myself and drilled into my head, probably because I need it, Um, but one person gives freely, yet gains even more, another withholds unduly, but comes to poverty. A generous person will prosper, whoever refreshes others will themselves be refreshed. What a verse that is, isn't it? Is it true? Is it true? Now, the uh, next screen, please, if you don't mind, Becky. This is the message uh, translation of the Bible. The world of the generous gets larger and larger. So this is the same verse, but just from a diff- slightly different slant. The world of the stingy gets smaller and smaller. The one who blesses others is abundantly blessed. Those who help others are themselves helped. Um, my own personal experience in uh, I, I'm. I'm not that old, uh, as you can see, uh, but, but I have lived my life uh, a bit, and it is my personal observation that people, if people who are kind, they get kindness returned to them, funnily enough. Not necessarily by the same people, but, it, but uh, there's a saying, what goes around comes around, and I think that kind of means a similar thing. Um, and, um, you know, a, a generous person uh, are they get generosity coming back to themselves, And um, in a nutshell, you could say, do yourself a favor if if you want a a real key for living your life successfully, do yourself a favor and be generous. And so uh, I I want to just share what that looks like. Uh, It may surprise you that I'm hard, I don't even know if I'll mention money, because we all think, oh, hold on to your wallet, Hugh's asking for an appeal here for something. Uh, no, it's not that. I'm not going down that route. It's much wider than that. That's a part of being generous, of course, all that we have. But um, So I want to share four aspects of what it means, what it looks like to be generous. Now, feel slightly self-conscious, not because of what I'm wearing or anything else, but because some of these illustrations that I'm going to share with you I've used in other contexts. So just to make me feel better, I'm letting you know that. So if you get bored, you say, oh, you've heard that before, shut up. Well, just be quiet and just listen to it. It'll go away. <laughs> so the, the first uh, way, how can I be generous? First thing is by not demanding my rights. Um, and I'll go straight into this illustration that if you have done the Alpha course you and have heard me on that, you will have heard this. Uh, but in our previous house, we wanted to put a conservatory up. And uh, I applied to the local council for planning permission and all that. Got it. Got someone to draw the, the diagrams. And uh, we were allowed to go right up to our neighbour's neighbor's boundary, where they also have a little lean-to on their house. Uh, and so uh, I set to this and... Uh, getting arranging a builder to help me with this. And, and then we got a knock on the door from our neighbor, whose boundary we would go right up to. Uh, and this was a neighbor that uh, we had not got off on the best footing with, should we say. There was a heck of a lot of noise coming from our house when we first moved into it, semi-detached, attached to this neighbor's house. Uh, it was either Liz and I rowing, Or Joe making a heck of a racket, uh, being bullied by his two brothers, I must say. Um, Whatever it was, we got off to a bad start and uh, always would love it if we could have a better relationship with our neighbour, really. Um, Anyway, uh, we got a knock on the door. This was some time after our initial moving in. I said, excuse me, but you know you've got this plan to... uh, uh, build this conservatory is it possible that you could just leave a little bit of room so that i could access that to service and maintain my 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 lean-to I thought, uh, and it's sort of one of those questions you know I said, well, i'll give it some thought <laughs> and uh, because i really wanted this to be as wide as i could a nice big size and i thought that's really going to cut down on what i want here it's not what i want um, and uh, and I was sort of just thinking about this and probably praying about this as well and can't remember, it was some years ago uh, and uh, and this thought came into my head and it was a, a, a well-known saying of Jesus uh, which is, uh, do to others as you would want them to do to you and I thought about this and I put this in this context and I thought, now, the guy next door if if, if the tables had been turned and I'd have asked him what he's asking me. What, what would I want? Because that's the essence of what Jesus is saying. Do to others as you would want them to do to you. I thought, do you know what? I would do what he's asking me to do. And from then on, I knew what to do. I'd got wisdom from the Bible, uh, what to do. and uh, And I did do that. And you know, it was one of the best minor decisions in my life I've ever made. Because my relationship, my credibility with that neighbor went shooting up and had a good relationship, reasonably speaking, uh, with the neighbor next door. And, And actually, when we came to build the conservatory, I didn't notice the 40 millimeters that we had to leave a space so that he could access it. And funnily enough, he never, ever once came on our property to do that, ever once while we were there. But I often went down there to service my conservatory, which I would never have done had I built it right to the edge. So it's just a funny thing really, but the thing about it is, it was, if you like, I was generous <laughs> to the guy next door. In fact, I rang the council up and said, uh, look, what should I do here? You know, you said I could be, but the neighbors are objecting to this, you know? And, yeah, but he's got no right to, Mr. Gaskell. Just You can build right up there, it's absolutely fine, go ahead with it. So they told me that, but wisdom from God <laughs> said differently. And I am so pleased I took the wisdom from God rather than the wisdom from the local council, even though it was my right. So by not demanding my rights, and I just wonder in, in your life, you know, if, you're, if you've come across that at all, or if you're in a situation now in your life where, uh, you know, you could demand your rights. But what would Jesus say if you applied that, what we call the golden rule? do to others as you would want them to do to you. Is there anything that might just change? I don't know. Anyway, so that's the first way that we can be generous by, first of all, not demanding my rights. Second thing is by not retaliating when we're wronged. Not retaliating when we're wronged. All civilizations need laws, rules. And one rule that always has to be in any civilization at any time in any part of the world is a rule that says, if you do what's right, you get rewarded. If you do what's wrong, you actually suffer the consequences. You get punished. Any civilization that doesn't adopt that rule will self-implode. Can't work. Now, God agrees... I'll just let you know, the Lord himself agrees because right through the Bible, in the old part and the new part of the Bible, it is a common dominant thread about what we call the justice and judgment of God, basically which says that if you do what's right, you're blessed. If you do what's wrong, you suffer the consequences. You come under the judgment of God, which is not a good thing. And so we, when people wrong us, it's quite right, they get the comeuppance for it, right? It is, that's fair enough, it's right down the line. You knew you were doing wrong, you pay the consequence, that's it. But you know what? <laughs> there's a third way, there's another way that you can take under certain circumstances if you choose to, and it's the way of mercy it's the way of showing generosity. You don't have to. The definition of generosity on that uh, first one was giving more of something than is strictly necessary or expected, isn't it? Why would we do that? Well, simply because God is like that. He's been generous with us. Now, one of the best examples of uh, someone being generous that I heard and this is a repeat illustration, is uh, with Napoleon Bonaparte uh, and uh, there was a young probably I think 16 or maybe even younger conscript to Napoleon's army and he goes to the front line he's absolutely terrified with the horrors of war, guns, bombs, people being slaughtered around him and he freaks out and he runs away. He's captured He's judged, justice is done, sentence pronounced, you'll be shot by firing squad. Well, his distraught mother manages to to get an audience with Napoleon and she comes to him and and she says, sir, please don't let my son be killed. And Napoleon's rather brusque response was woman, why should not justice be done? Your son deserted. And the woman's reply to Napoleon was, Sir, I'm not asking for justice. I'm asking for, I'm asking for mercy. I'm asking for your generosity here. And I think the story has a good ending, but I'm not entirely sure on that. But I think Napoleon was merciful, and all credit to him if he was And whenever we can be generous like that, we can not retaliate when people have done things wrong. And you'll have had and I've had in my life things done wrong to you by people. And and your anger, your um, consternation is justified. You're right, because right deserves to be rewarded Wrong deserves to be punished. Absolute rule of society, rule of God, the lot. But there is a higher (laughs) way. There is a higher way. If you like, there's an opportunity before you to invoke upon yourself an uncommon blessing of God where you can be generous to those who have treated you poorly. After all, that's what happened to Jesus. God sent his son into the world to save the world, yet he was unfairly treated, unlawfully killed, so that you and I could be forgiven. And James says, in James 2, he says this statement, he says, mercy triumphs over judgment. And when God sees us not retaliating when people have done us wrong, He looks on you and he looks on me. And do you know who he sees? He sees his, his beloved son, Jesus. He sees, you, he sees him in you. And it invokes a blessing from God. And so we've all had people done things wrong to us. I just wonder if there are any outstanding things in, in, in us this morning, anyone here who, I'm not going to ask you, but <laughs> I'm just saying, Are there areas in your life where here is an opportunity where you could express mercy, you could be generous to someone who's betrayed you, someone who has done bad things to you in your life? Even on the cross, wasn't it Jesus, as he was dying, he said, Father, not judge them, pour down burning coals on the head, Father, forgive them, for they know not what they do. So I just wonder if there's anyone here who can, with the grace of God and the help of God, forgive someone who has done something wrong to you. Uh, I just want to read to you the best passage that I know of in the New Testament where it talks about the generosity of God, his heart on this. Uh, And it's from Luke, and it's 6, verse 27. It says, Jesus said this, he said, but to you who are listening, I say, love your enemies, do good to those who hate you, bless those who curse you, pray for those who ill-treat you, if someone slaps you on one cheek, turn to them the other also, if someone takes your coat, do not withhold your shirt from them, give to everyone who asks you, and if anyone takes what belongs to you, do not demand it back, do to others as you would have them do to you. Because if you love those who love you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners love those who love them. And if you do good to those who are good to you, what credit is that to you? Even sinners do that. And if you lend to those from whom you expect repayment, what credit is that for you? For even sinners lend to sinners, expecting to be repaid in full. But love your enemies, do good to them, and lend to them without expecting to get anything back. Then your reward will be great and you will be children of the Most High because He is kind to the ungrateful and the wicked. Be merciful just as your Father is merciful. Here's a little tip that I've found works in my life. Uh, Have you ever had anyone who really ticks you off and you think about them and your blood starts to boil a bit? Well, I have. No one in this room, of course, but nevertheless, that's happened. And I've found a great cure, just as Jesus said, is to pray for those who have persecuted you or or done something against you that you find difficult, and God will help you. So do you need to forgive someone? And then the third way that we can be generous, let's just recap briefly. So we can be generous by not demanding, demanding our rights, not retaliating when wronged. Oh, by the way, can I just say, can I just put a little proviso on that? I'm not saying that if you get a telephone call and you've got 200 quid to your life, that's all you've got, and and there's a scammer on the end trying to get you to give him the money, and you realize that, you say, well, I better just turn the other cheek, just accept that and uh, give him the money. No, because you're condoning the the wrong that, that he's doing in that circumstance. Neither am I saying that if you're in an abusive, an abusive, bad relationship, that you should stay in that relationship. I personally think Cliff Richard was totally right and justified to sue the BBC and the South Yorkshire police for jumping on the bandwagon and accusing the innocent of wrongdoing. In fact, the Bible says, condemning the innocent and acquitting the guilty. The Lord hates them both. I, I, you know, I, and, and then I heard of Gerald Coates, a preacher and church leader, uh, a few years ago. And uh, he told us a story once about how his, one of his sons got mugged <laughs> one night out. Uh, and what he did, he, he, he threw him off and gave him a right beating. And I just pray, I just hope that if ever that happened to me, I'd have the guts and the presence of mind to, to do a similar thing, similar thing. So I'm not talking about being a man and being walked over, but the context here of Jesus was under Roman rule. Uh, and, and, and if there'd been any sort of retaliation, it'd have been put through straight away. I'm talking about opportunities in our lives where we can choose not to retaliate, where we can be generous, where we can show mercy to people and the last thing I just want to share is about uh, how we can be generous is in being generous in how we regard other people and Paul writes in Philippians 2 verses 3 to 4 3 to 4 I personally find this challenging I don't know about you but it says regard others as better than yourself uh, or another translation as more important. Well, everybody knows I'm the most important person in the world, right? And, and you know, you are too. From your perspective, you're the most You are. We are. I am. But to consider somebody else more important than me. Wow. What a thing. It's very hard to be judgmental and critical and condemning of other people if we reckon them as a superior, as more important better than yourself because if you say well you know there's so and so over there and I, and I don't like the way they do that and I don't like how they spoke to me the other day on that and, and and I would never do what they did I'm not like that well if you're saying that about them and actually we're doing this we're reckoning them as more important a better person to you well whatever little faults they've got what massive faults actually are you saying you've got then because if they're better than you they've got less faults than you It's like when Jesus said, don't look to take the speck out of your brother's eye when you've got a great big log in your own eye. Do you have a tendency to be rather critical, fault-finding of people, of situations? Can you find it in your heart to consider others as more important than than yourself? And uh, I'm going to amuse David or embarrass him uh, a, a, a little illustration here. You see, the thing is, you see, the thing is, also, if you consider other people more important than you and you've got that attitude, it, it smacks it, It's very difficult to be jealous of somebody else because they deserve it. They're better than you. They're more important than you. Now, the thing about David is he's got pretty good teeth. <laughs> right? Now, the thing about me is I used to have good teeth, but here's a little true story. that When I was about 10, no, I'd be a bit old. When I was twelve. I woke up one morning with 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 a with a sweet in my mouth that I'd been sucking all night in my sleep. That's how bad I was at looking after my teeth, right? Uh, and uh, anyway, David came back one day, and he can't remember this. He said, and uh, that's fine. Uh, and and the, the dentist had assessed his teeth. You've got smashing teeth, you know, really great teeth. You've got. Um, got the x-rays and all that sort of, yeah, really good teeth uh, by contrast, I went to my dentist and he said, Hugh, you've got some of the worst teeth I've ever seen I mean, <laughs> most, of, most of my teeth have got massive fillings in, that's if they're there uh, or crowns on and all this sort of stuff I'm surprised Liz manages to put up with me but there we are, and I could look on David and say, how oh, come it is that you have got these brilliant teeth and I've got this But if I actually consider David to be, as he is, a better person than me, then, well, I've got nothing to to worry about. He deserves it. He's a better person than me. (laughs) So I'm just saying how it can help. And it kills pride. It kills jealousy. It kills nitpicking and fault-finding. And Peter says if we're humble, God gives grace to the humble and grace to those who are gracious. So I just want to say to us this morning, a key to a successful life, whether you're a Christian or not, a generous person will prosper. Someone who doesn't demand their rights, somebody who doesn't retaliate when they're wronged, and someone who is generous in how we regard other people and people around us. Just tell you one last little story, because my neighbor realized I'd got a chainsaw. Uh, and uh, um, and he'd got a little tree in his garden that's, that's, that's died, you see, and he asked me, could I come round and, and chop it down? Uh, and he felt all embarrassed about this, uh, because it's all, all, I need to give you something, I need to give you something, I said, look, Kevin, like I've told you before, you know, I'm a Christian and, and actually uh, I believe that we should love our neighbours as ourselves and the, 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 his wife, you know, had a little giggle uh, and, uh, uh, and uh, he said, oh, well, we're all winning then, you're winning, we're winning and you're winning in this, yeah, that's it, I actually like doing this, I, I would like to do this for you, I didn't say this, but i I'm say, well, I hope, you know, if I had a, something I needed help with, you'd be willing to just come around and just do a similar thing to me sometimes people don't like people can't imagine that we would we would love each other or you know consider others more important than ourselves anyway i'm on a journey in this i'm not perfect i'm just sharing what the bible says and my my own experience in this and and it's my desire to be more generous in how i am with people so i would like just to pray uh, as we Conclude uh, for you about this. So, uh, if you'd be willing, uh, would you would you kindly stand, and uh, let's let's just commit these thoughts to the Lord this morning, and and then we'll we'll sing. Father, I just want to thank you that you are. Incredibly generous. You have been incredibly generous to each of us in this room, Lord. You sent your only son, the Lord Jesus Christ, to live and die for us on the cross so that we would not have to pay the punishment. We would not have to suffer judgment for our sin, but indeed you took our sin and paid the price. And Lord, I am so grateful to you for that. And we thank you. We thank you for that Lord this morning and I just pray for each of us also in this room today Lord and Lord you know it's it's my desire I I want to live this out I want to be a generous person Lord and I just pray for each of us here Lord I just pray that if there are those who if any of this resonates and, uh, and I just pray that you will teach us, Lord, how we can be people of mercy, people of generosity. That, Lord, we, we don't. Uh, that, that, Lord, well, when opportunities come our way, we can seize opportunities and we can reflect your mercy. and We can reflect your generosity to, uh, to people around us, our God. So, Lord, I pray you'd help us. And if there are any who are struggling with issues of forgiveness, Lord, I just pray that you'll enable us to be able to forgive, release, let go of hurt from the past. In Jesus' name, amen.